Love fucking cats. Welcome to the Indecorous Podcast. <laughs> we're talking about Carlos's Internet Fight Club. So this is a weekly update. Huh? I thought we were talking about that time he hooked up with that Special Olympics chick. I think it's related to that, actually. Oh, okay. That must be the origins of this insult that got lobbed against you, right? So this has got a, a rich backstory, I take it. Well, the... the and I, like, I'm really trying to remember what it is that got the whole thing started. See, it's, it's hard to keep track of all these things. <laughs> Uh, I think it was, there's this lunatic, and I, honestly, I don't know how I, I become friends with these people. Some of them I've been friends for eight years or ten years, and I'm like, I don't know how this, I blame Stanhope is what I blame. <laughs> his name is Kevin Alderman, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I love most of his fans, but he also has a lot of lunatics that follow him. Yeah, so, yeah. So for a while there, I was getting ad requests. From some of these people that had seen me open for him and stuff and then sometimes it was just like i was looking at like i would do a show with stan hope and i would see people post on the event like oh that was such a great show so i was like oh this is my time to i'll send them a friend request you know what i mean yeah and, yeah you know because like oh they saw me so maybe maybe they'll remember me and shit but what ended up happening is uh i ended up fucking friending a lot of goddamn lunatics <laughs> and, I think, and I think this is one of them. But yeah, this chick is always posting stuff that gets knocked or being false information three days later sort of thing. You, you know, yeah. we know that we know, well, you know, speaking of Kevin Alderman. Yeah, yeah. So the latest one was something about Fauci said that we should be OK if you want to vote in person. Did you guys see that? Um, yes. No, it was something like there's no reason to not allow people to vote in person, which is which is like, yeah, that's fine. I don't think anybody's arguing that we need to block people from voting in person. I think what the Democrats are trying to do is just make it easier to vote through the mail if you have to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've never heard the Democratic Party say, like, we need to ban all in-person voting. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, so who's been arguing for blocking in-person voting? And they're like, oh, my God, are you serious right now? I can't believe it. And, you know, like they fucking stored. So I'm like, oh, OK, well, just show me the articles. And of course, they couldn't find any articles. All the shit they kept posting was just Democrats trying to improve mail-in voting. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, look, none of them are saying, you know, none of the Democrats are saying that we can't vote in person. They're just saying, hey, look, how about we make it easier to do it by mail? But then what they say is like, well, then, you know, why do they want to do mail so much? That probably means that they don't want anyone to vote in person. I'm like, dude, just because you improve something doesn't mean that you're banning the thing that came before. Right. right. That's like saying like, oh, we invented cars. Because we wanted to ban people from walking and riding horses. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, just because you're trying to make something a little bit more efficient doesn't mean that you're trying to ban the other thing. Yeah. And really, that's just in some states. So we'll have that on stupid laws later. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Really. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it started like that. And it started yesterday. Like it was something like I was bored on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so I called it out on Sunday and, you know, I didn't have anything to do because it's Sunday. So I just went at it for them all day and then they were still replying this morning. So I kept replying. And then eventually we got to the point where we get to the whole whether there's been voter fraud through the mail. Yeah. And it's right. just like voter fraud just in general is pretty low. Oh, incredibly low. Yeah, It's incredibly. I mean, the Republicans and conservatives love to like talk it up like it's some insane thing that's going on all the time. But it's not. I mean, yeah. There's been studies. And usually it's just in like 
Bladen County, North Carolina, or whatever the fuck that place is. <laughs> yeah. It's a Republican yeah. doing it. it. Yeah. And it's a awesome. Republican doing it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm like, all right. And of course, they talk in platitudes, all these conservatives do. So I was like, oh, it happens all the time. Mail-in voting is yeah. ripe for fraud. I'm like, okay, well, I can't wait to see your links to all these cases of uh, mail fraud, uh, voter fraud that you're talking From about. PatriotEagle.org or you or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see these fucking links. This, all, this ought to be fun. Yeah. And then the next thing that she posts is a screen cap. It's not even the article. And by the way, people really need to learn how to crop their screen caps. That's a big bug of mine. Like, you know, either either learn how to like save a picture or take the screen grab and crop. I don't need to see how much battery you have left on your cell phone when you take the screen cap. Yeah. Crop that shit out. I don't. I don't care that you're on Verizon or Sprint or whatever. But anyway, she puts a screen cap. It's like, look at this. And it was some headline from an article from the Washington Post that said something like, they tried to do mail fraud during the 1864 Abraham Lincoln election. <laughs> oh, man. Super relevant, right? Now. Yeah, yeah. She's like, ah, see, so, so it happens. You see that? Like, you, are you just, are you serious right now? You posted a, a story from 150 years ago to prove that mail fraud is a thing? Ch- check and mate, I would, I would call yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I it, it was so it was so ridiculous that you know I just started mocking it and then I posted it on mine I was like I I just posted I didn't even screen grab it I just said like I'm having this argument with Trumpers about mail voting fraud and one of them just pulled out a story from 1865 and that was it and I posted it on there and then I then I put a screen grab of of the post and you know it was funny but then the then the chick that said the thing the crazy crazy bitch she saw it and then she's like oh i can't believe you're a coward going behind my back saying these i'm like dude i've been saying all these things to your face on your page yesterday yeah you're just making fun of her more you're not a coward i'm just i'm just just letting everybody else in on the fun of the fucking lunacy that you fucking post but i've been telling you to your face the whole time exactly so then her friend is the one that's been posting all these i mean the meme is just it was fucking gold i mean i guess he was trying to call me retarded was the point of the whole meme it's a picture of me and it says Carlos Valencia, the stand-up comedian for the special Alip mixes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm literally reading it out like she spelled it. It says Alip mix, O L Y P M I C apostrophe S. Oh man! <laughs> and then what, I, I remember seeing like you called her out on this, and then she tried to act like. It wasn't even her. Someone else made this in the ether oh, yeah, of the internet, yeah, yeah. and she was reposting it because you have a basically a hate group that's already out there on in the Facebook. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Like, a, like she, she, she's trying to pretend like she went to my subreddit where everybody posts <laughs> like, hate memes about me. Like, I didn't, I didn't even write that. Uh, I'm, a, I'm smart. I know how to do grammar. Like, yeah, yeah. Clearly, you do. I just googled search for how stupid is Carlos, and this was the first thing. That yeah, came yeah, up. That's like, yeah. I had to. Yeah, there were like a hundred of them. This is just the one that I chose to post. <laughs> I'll get a better one next time. Yeah. So she's just been. <laughs> I mean, I, I hesitate to call it roasting because it's just it's so lame. But she's been <laughs> attempting to roast me this whole time, and like the latest, latest one, she said, uh, "Oh, I know how you get gigs." You put that cocksucker to work. That's the Tinkerbell rumor, anyways. The so she's saying I'm. <laughs> so she's saying I'm gay, guys, and I'm not even gay. 
<laughs> wow. And you're, yeah. and, you're so, and you're so good with your dick that you can apparently fuck bookers and they'll they'll book you. So that's yeah, I mean, a compliment, I would say. I guess so. Yeah, I should take it that way. But I don't think you should be calling people <laughs> gay that aren't gay. Oh, and what about the one she said about how you can't even do four minutes of your own material. You have to steal other people's <laughs> material. And it was like she didn't get that you were doing a bit where you were deliberately reading bad jokes that were written in or something yeah she she's the, went she's right the, over her head and then what's funny is she's not the first idiot to do this like i i got into a fight with this other guy comic out of louisville whose name i just i can't remember otherwise i would say his name but it was to say he was trying to accuse me of stealing material so he posted a link to one of my comedy by proxy shows right where where the theme is literally i tell people to send me their jokes and i'll tell them on stage i haven't done it since last year because of yeah. everything but that's the whole premise of the show is that people that are too scared to do stand up, I tell them, hey, send me your jokes and I'll go up there and bite the bullet for you. So she posted that. Jamie Utley, that's the other guy's name. And there was, no, he posted it like, look, you're stealing material. Whereas, like, that's the premise <laughs> of the show. And of course, she does that. She's like, look, is it you're doing other people's jokes because you can't write any or some shit like that? And of course, she, she links to the thing. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, like, if you see her attempts at jokes, dude, it's not. I can see how she didn't understand the whole concept behind a thing. And well, and she's a Trump supporter. So what else can you expect? Yeah, so, yeah. That, that's, that's great. So you might have beat me for the week with Internet fights. But um, I don't know. I, I had one that's probably a silver medal place. But here's my, here's my story from the internet fight of the week. I got into it with people over bestiality. And I know this is like the classic, why would I defend bestiality on the internet with strangers? But I mean... It's how you spend all your free time. <laughs> so I, I probably... Well, I do. I, I mean, I've said this on the podcast before. I'm not that much against bestiality. Well, I mean, well, first of all, I'm, I am against premarital bestiality. I will not, that's unacceptable to me. But I also don't think that it's as much of a crime to let an animal fuck you as opposed to you fucking it. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's definitely a top versus bottom kind of angle to that logic. So mm -hmm. anyway, this this person was doing a, a change my view on Reddit, and it was a very Christian-leaning sort of anti-bestiality angle they were taking about how, you know, animals can't go to the police or give consent, and it's immoral against the Bible and all this shit, so... Obviously, I had to jump in there, and I mean, I don't, I don't know any animal fuckers, but I was just oh, that I, you I, know, not that I know. I mean, there could be some undercover animal fuckers in our ranks, and we wouldn't even know. <laughs> That's about a it. great show. Yeah, that'd be kind undercover of undercover cool. animal fuckers. Yeah, mm -hmm. that one, that one no. guy we hang out with that always wears a trench coat for no good reason. So my argument broke down like this: basically, if animals can't give consent by that logic, then all animal sex is rape because they don't fucking talk. And then obviously. If you're saying that, well, it's limited to just within the same species, then what about jackasses, mules, mutts, and all that shit? So, I mean, the donkey would be a non-consent in that scenario. But the oh, bigger... Yeah, what, is, what is the actual... Because I'm dumb. What is, what is the actual donkey? It's a mix of what? A horse and a... Uh... A Tijuana prostitute? <laughs> <laughs> but the best argument for bestiality is this. Artificial fucking insemination. If you want to talk about some animals can't give consent, it's wrong. Well, cool. I'll just stick my fucking fist up a goddamn horse's vagina and shove it around there and fucking make them get pregnant anyway because it's going to pay me some fucking money. So as long as bestiality is done in the name of money, it's all good. But if yeah. bestiality is done in the name of making my dick happy, then it's like, oh, slow down <laughs> there, guy. You got to throw the Bible at you. So the real <laughs> yeah. issue people have with bestiality isn't the fucking the animal part. It's the getting pleasure out of fucking the animal. So that's someone throwing the Bible at you. So there you go. <laughs> that, yeah, no, that's not a bad point, man. I was actually just saw on the news today that 
there's a new giant panda was born and apparently it's very rare that that, that pandas have babies or whatever and they were telling the story and they were saying like yeah it's very rare for a panda of this age to become pregnant but uh, there was a window of opportunity there and i'm like oh okay so there was a window where she could get pregnant and then what you just like fucking threw a panda in there to <laughs> fuck her like go go have at it or something but no apparently that's what they did what you just described they yeah. artificially inseminated the panda they keep yeah, pandages dude. on deck yeah that's right <laughs> they press a button and then it goes into red alert everybody get the pandages <laughs> exactly so vials of it <laughs> So so that's my point, you know, to make fucking teary-eyed scientists feel proud of saving a species, that's virtuous, right? But if I want to get my erect dick some happy times, apparently I'm the bad guy. Well, to be fair, they hate those scientists, too. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. All right, so we can't do the music anymore either. So what I do now is I do it with my mouth. (laughs) Okay, you guys ready? Kazoo, basically, right? <laughs> Welcome to episode 52 of Indecorous Comedy. This is episode 2 of season 2. I'm your host, Carlos Valencia. If you missed the opening episode of the season, I am the new host of Indecorous Comedy. For our fans, you know that Ian was our host in season one, but the network forced us to replace him. So now I'm the host. To my right, we have the originator of the classic catchphrase, Wife her up. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bobby D. Bobby D, how you doing, buddy? Yo, I I am uh, all right. All right, and to my right, we have the king of algorithmic trading comedy, Mr. Ian. Ian, how are you doing? Well, I guess apparently uh, the word necrophilia doesn't play like it used to. Uh, my you man. know, so, it's uh, yeah, on the bench this time. Yeah, different times. And our guest this week is the great JD Caldwell. How you doing, JD? Hey guys, I'm happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast for the the first yeah, episode buddy. of the season. I feel sorry for your listeners. Yeah, no, nobody else would return our call. Yeah, thanks for interrupting my dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we're a little looser because I'm hosting, and I'll be honest with you, I suck at it. But I'm trying. I'm getting better at it. Also, here's another thing we're doing now for this second season. This is fucking wild, uh, JD. This is like, you've never seen anything like this. Dude, I just buckled my seatbelt. Oh, thank God. I was about to tell you to. (laughs) We're taking questions now. What? Right? And yeah, from the fans. From the fans. Here's our first question that I got this week. Have any of you ever had kitties? So kitties is in cat or kitties in a cute name for children? No, no. Kitties like cats. Beelines. Mm. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Many a cat. Love fucking cats. Yeah. All right. We got the sound clip. Yeah, we need. I heard that. Ian says he loves yeah, fucking I heard cats. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're uh, good. All right. Shut it down, Carlos. <laughs> I already did my pro fucking bestiality rant in the opening segment. So, I mean, you guys know I'm talking about fucking cats, not fucking kids. Very so, there well. you go. Very well. Yeah. And now, the second question I got was Have any of you guys ever had itchy bum? <laughs> sure. Uh,. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. no, this is a true story. You don't want to, if you use those Cottonelle wipes, then that can happen. So, why? don't you, I don't recommend those. Why, Are you talking about the ones with the, with the disinfectant on it? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I mean, I don't think they put like Lysol on them. I mean, maybe now <laughs> with COVID, but no, just the, yeah, the regular ones that have like the, the, the wet wipes. Well, if we can't use those, how am I going to eat ass anymore? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, clarifying question here. 
What kind of problem were you trying to solve by putting a Lysol-like thing on your ass? Were you using public toilet seats? Were you having a little bit of fun in the bedroom? Like, what was going on there, Bobby? Yeah, these are sanctioned ass wipes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thank God they were sanctioned. Yeah, Yeah. International Committee of Ass Wiping. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just blaming the itchiness on the product (laughs) and not the act that took place afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. I, just, I used a Cottonelle wipe before some dudes ran a train on me at the local bathhouse, <laughs> and now my ass itches, and oh. I blame Cottonelle. COVID didn't stop you. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> have you guys heard of that thing, One Wipe Charlie or something like that? I have not. What is that? Is that is that no. like um? Is that like that uh, animated thing? Wait, is this about Vietnam? <laughs> yeah, One Wipe Charlie. <laughs> wait, wait, is that, is that a nickname for Agent Orange? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's when we would drop napalm in Vietnam, we just called it a One Wipe Charlie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were contemplating using a nuke in Vietnam. I heard, 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 I heard about this product, and it's supposed to be like a replacement for toilet paper where you're just like you know by the name you should only you only need one wipe but i'm like i don't trust anything to be one wipe dude i don't care what your name is i'm still going to use more than one i can't i don't see myself wiping once and then just trusting that i'm good yeah I'm, that's that. one of those things i'm yeah. not going to follow the rules on yeah Fuck no Anyway, we got our next question, and as our final question, we take three questions per episode because we can't do them all in one episode. Be mayhem. And this actually comes from my cousin John, who I uh, hang out with every once in a while. He was asking, you know how you got the zombies and they bite you, then you turn into a zombie? Well, do you also turn into a zombie when you have sex with them? (laughs) No, you got to pass on that. You don't get the zombie when you fuck a zombie. No, have fun. If you make him come, then it doesn't count. But if you're weak in bed, then I think that that might happen. If you make him, oh, he was talking about having sex with a woman zombie, but you'd, you'd rather have sex with a <laughs> yeah, dude zombie? Him. Okay. Well, was I, it a question oh, or a yeah, statement? Because he's, he's, he really wants to rape a zombie, apparently. <laughs> no, he was, he was genuinely, because I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, to be honest with you guys, I'm not big into zombie shit. So I, I really didn't know what to tell him. And I don't want to give him false information. I think the rule is they have to, like, bite you or something, right? So if the sex the is just vanilla, then you're good. So sex you're f- gets a little kinky, then maybe you're fucked. Oh, yeah, like he- if there's biting and shit. Yeah, yeah, Ian was talking about necrophilia earlier, so he is the expert on this one. I trust his judgment. Yeah, yeah dude, I this think- is all coming back home to Daddy Ian right here, so I should be able to give you the sauce on this. I think it's all about the biting. So if okay. you're doing just cowgirl, probably good. Doggy style, you're probably good. Stay the fuck away from missionary because then you're a little bit close to, yeah. So anything really dirty, I think you're good. All right, great. So like uh, Bobby said, Ian is a very reputable source for this sort of thing. (laughs) He has fucked many a corpse. Which actually does make sense because my cousin did say that the one thing he would never do is get a blowjob from a zombie, which makes sense now because, yeah, what if they, you know, chomp down? Yeah, Yeah, that's too risky. Too risky. Yeah, zombies are notorious for toothy blowjobs. All right, guys, we're going to move on to our first segment of the night, Indecorous News. Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll, drum roll, boom. I this passes this. all AP fact checks, by the way. This is like the legit shit. It's not yeah. biased. It's this new is, hashtag fake news. This is Indecorous News. This is a segment where we highlight the most important news happening across the United States and all over the world. After you listen to this segment, you will never have to listen to another newscast ever again in your entire life. <laughs> Thank Allah. Yes. Alu Akbar. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll let Bobby take the first headline. Oh, Bobby, to start us off here. All right. Teen's lemonade stand robbed at gunpoint over $30. Two males in Peoria, Illinois, approached 13-year-old Jude Peterson and his friends as they sold lemonade on the corner in front of Peterson's home. I just think 13 is too old for a lemonade stand. I, I was yeah. going to ask you guys, because I never did a lemonade stand. Did any of you guys ever do a lemonade no, stand? No, no. I did rob one. <laughs> yes, right. yeah that's a rite of passage in a lot of communities yeah there's two types of people in the world the ones that sell lemonade and the ones that rob lemonade stands i think it's only cute until you're like middle school age and then it's like bro go fucking work at a flea market like all the other middle school kids yeah go yeah, some like when, when life gives you a lemonade go rob some kids <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go, go rob children. <laughs> it's just such a brilliant idea, though. Like, who, who the fuck looks at kids, regardless of what big quote unquote business they're running at the time, and thinks that they just have a bunch of cash? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> like, there's no way these people really thought they were gonna make out with a shitload of money. You know what? Maybe this is like an apprentice. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I think that they did this to teach the kids a lesson because if you think about it, capitalism can be a brutal bitch. So I think these robbers were like metaphorically representing the U.S. government, you know, taxing uh, them, yeah. the senior citizens with their workers' comp lawsuit just waiting with their crippled fucking asses. It's uh, like the, somebody's eventually going to fuck you over. We're just fucking yeah. you over with yeah. a gun. This, they, yeah, yeah, this is like, yeah, this is like a life yeah, lesson. Yeah, this was a uh, gang initiation. Yeah. And speaking of the gun, I'll let JD take this next pattern. So in video provided by a neighbor, a teenager in a dark hoodie moves fast, displaying what looks like to be a Ruger EC9S 9mm semi-automatic <laughs> pistol made of <laughs> hard alloy steel and a glass filled nylon high performance grip it just looked like that with a black oxide <laughs> yeah, but I, mean, the, I saw the video and it's a little grainy so that's why they can't really, it, they don't it, know for sure. it sounds like the robber just is bragging about his right? gun like he works at the he works at the news station and is just bragging about the gun that he used to commit his crime <laughs> the video wasn't clear enough however to discern yeah. whether the pistol came equipped with an optional finger grip extension floor plate <laughs> Dude, you've got more, like, gun fucking details in here than NRA fucking website. Holy shit. Well, I mean, that's actually, this wasn't from the article. I saw the video, so this is as good as I, I can yeah. get. I'm beginning to think Carlos may have embellished slightly. <laughs> well, I mean, you you look at the video and tell me if it doesn't look <laughs> like it's made of through hardened alloy steel and glass-filled nylon high-performance grip frame with yeah. a black oxide <laughs> slide finish machine with glare-reducing rear-facing serrations for optimal sight accuracy. So, Car dude, you're, Carlos... you're fucking gun porn addict. I mean, this is crazy. <laughs> Carlos knows a good Ruger EC9S 9mm when he sees that, one. I mean, that's what it looked... Okay, if, uh, this is this is for everybody that listens to the podcast. You guys look up this video and tell me if that's not a Ruger EC9S 9mm <laughs> semi-auto pistol. <laughs> Holy shit, you've been listening to a lot of Ted Nugent, haven't you? I mean, this is like some gun nut happy nah, bullshit that's, right that's, I listen to Ted for bow and arrow shit. <laughs> yeah, I listen to Ted for uh, good life advice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the teenager then quickly snatches the boy's cash box, running off with thirty dollars. Oh, this is this is this is where the parents step in. I see. Yeah, yeah. Discipline uh -huh. the kids for running a fucking sloppy shop. Okay. Yeah, so, and then uh, the police show up and issue citations because they didn't have a business license. <laughs> <laughs> Best business lesson ever. Did they, okay. were the children arrested? <laughs> there's a there's a very thorough. Like, did you guys ever watch Arrested Development where the guy would teach the kids a lesson but with the guy that <laughs> yes, was missing on exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And Just... body parts would always fall off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what. Yeah, that's where this is going. 
So his dad shows up in the middle of the street and like, I got shot by these robbers because you were too slow giving them the goddamn money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the dad, the children's father said at first he was horrified, but luckily everyone was okay. What really moved, what really moved, moved him is how his neighbors responded. <laughs> Carlos with a little gaff there on the spelling, ah, my friend. Look at that, two, two moves. <laughs> oh, man. Uh-oh. So he was really moving his ass to some disco music. <laughs> so people wanted to help him in any way they could. Some folks even bought a glass of lemonade for $20 after hearing what happened and were told the lemonade was made with a rare <laughs> aphrodisiac roots imported from the inner jungles of Myanmar that would surely ignite the fire of love in the relationship that years of marriage had long ago extinguished. <laughs> yeah, so like some people went out there, they heard about this, and they were buying, they were paying $20 for a glass of lemonade, dude. Yeah. Well, so you know, where else are you going to get good ground-up rhino horn? Yeah. Now, that part, I'm not completely 100% on, but I imagine that's what they did. I mean, because who's going to pay $20 for a fucking glass of lemonade? So these kids learned how to fucking embellish their product and get a price premium for it, basically. This is, oh, exactly. That's how you, and that's another well, lesson. Maybe, you know, maybe the kids had their shirts off, and that's what, you know. So you're going with like a wet t-shirt angle with these 13-year-olds? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Are you admitting that you tip at lemonade stands when they're shirtless? No, is no, I'm just saying? saying, like. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, I think we got, got the soundbite. Yeah, yeah, we got the soundbite. Yeah. <laughs> we just, yeah, we're just trying to entrap everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, so yeah, yeah, keep going. The father added, one guy brought all these bags of chips and candy. He's like, hey, sweet papa man, you can sell this at your stand and he even helped set up the snacks. Yeah, so this guy just brought up some snacks and like helped increase the business. Diversified the their product products. line. Yeah, exactly. So the community really kind of, I guess, decided to help out these kids and really just make sure they could make up for the $30 loss with new products, higher prices, more business. Yada, yada, yada. Very good. All right, and then uh, there's the last paragraph, Ian. He was a pretty cool dude. No, he, he was pretty cool, dude. <laughs> the father had no, toyed he with... Was a, he was a pretty cool dude. <laughs> I, I'm reading your fucking... <laughs> he was a pretty I, I got, cool... I got to throw in your comma there. Dude. I got to throw in your extraneous comma there, Carlos. Very All good. Right. He was pretty cool, dude. Okay, anyway. Fuck it. He was a pretty cool dude. The father had toyed with thoughts of having a homosexual fling when he was a young man, but the time for that had long passed. Until he saw the wet shirts again. <laughs> yeah, see, Reminded that's, him of the dog is, days of summer, 1969. The, yeah. All right. All right. So, so Bobby, Bobby, you got, you got this next paragraph. Okay. Uh, the community also offered emotional support for the boys. He added, so many people just stopped and said things to the boys like, don't quit or don't let this discourage you. When last reached for comment, the boy's father told reporters his son had become irreparably discouraged by the crime and quit his dreams of selling lemonade. (laughs) The boy is currently being sued in private court by snack food representatives for doing monetary transactions with chips and candy not labeled for individual sale. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure about the last few parts, but that's that seems legit, right? <laughs> yeah, let this be a lesson. Uh, <laughs> Follow the no, law. I, I what was kind of funny though was they started a GoFundMe for these kids and raised like you know I think it was like over ten thousand dollars or Holy something. Holy oh, God, are you serious, Which, dude? It made me think that this. This is the real life hack right here. You put your kids out there with a lemonade stand <laughs> and then you rob the lemonade stand and they get way more in GoFundMe donations and you can get that sweet 76 Camaro. 
Dude, this just sounds like my fucking summer life hack right here. I'm going to try to use like this. This yeah. sounds, well, almost as good as starting a GoFundMe to build a wall on the border and then just using it to buy a yacht. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a, good, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. You that's could on probably my... make it into high levels of government with a life hack like that. That's Holy on shit. the level. All right, guys. We're going to go to our second story here. Ian, you take us into this one. North Korea clamps down on decadent pet dogs. North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un has ordered pet dogs to be confiscated in the country's capital, saying the pooches represent Western decadence. Ordinary people raise pigs and livestock on their porches, but high-ranking officials and the wealthy own pet dogs, which stoke some resentment among the lower classes, the source for the story said. So basically, this is like saying the dogs, they're just too yummy and delicious to keep as pets. Is that what this is saying here? They're saying that apparently it's too bougie. Is that the right? Is bougie fancy? What does bougie mean? Yeah, I think it's fancy. I think it's like ghetto trying to be fancy. Okay. So, but basically they're saying, that's what they're claiming, is that the Western people are decadent because we own pets instead of just raising them for food. Yeah. I thought decadent meant food. Like, I think of decadent, I think food, right? Is that... If you've ever described anything you've ever eaten as decadent, you are a homosexual. <laughs> but while the oppressive regime says the move is to clamp down on capitalist extravagance in Pyongyang, the dog owners are fearful that given North Korea's food shortage, the directive is just a way to turn their dogs into a meal. So it's not, they're saying that, they're thinking that, yeah, this isn't just about, hey, don't be so bougie. This is like, hey, we're hungry. Uh, <laughs> give us your dog. So now we get to the real fucking sauce on this. Yeah. So they're actually trying to solent green these fucking best friends. I mean, to be fair, here in America, we're only a couple weeks away from eating Jeff Bezos's yacht. I thought this was, well, I guess all stereotypes come from something. But this apparently is a genuine, legit thing in North Korea that they eat dog. Yeah. That's Why? That checks out. I mean, I think it's I think it's only weird here because we have them as pets, and then we have an abundance of cows and pigs and stuff. So oh, wait, so you're chickens. saying it's so you're saying that it's normal everywhere else in the world? Well, who's to think, say Labrador Retriever is not delicious? Not everywhere else, but in a number of countries, it's acceptable. And I think it would be here if it weren't for the fact a lot of people have pet dogs. So. Oh, you heard that? You heard that? Bobby eats pets. Uh, All right, we got it. We got it. We got 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 that clip. All right. To to be fair, we are currently raising four dogs to be delicious meals one day. Well, well, when the economy crashes, you're going to need them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why do you think we have them? Well, the good news actually is some of the dogs are sent to state run zoos. So if you're lucky, you may still get to see your dog again next time you take your family to the zoo. That's that's not if it's not a petting zoo. I'm not going. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) <laughs> apparently, apparently that's how sorry zoos are in in North Korea that they just have household pets that you, I guess, stare at. <laughs> <laughs> it's just dogs and goldfish. I'll let JD take this last one. The country has had an on again, off again policy of no pet dogs since the late 1980s because of capitalist connotations. But the country's elite keeps coming back to them, and Kim has had no problems with reportedly owning them as well. In 2018, Kim famously gifted two hunting dogs to South Korean President Moon Jae-in, and then days later demanded dog pelts from its citizens as part of an annual tribute to be used for jackets. Yeah, dude, I bet you those jackets go for a lot of money now. (laughs) I would hope so. Yeah, your genuine North Korean dog jacket. 
To be fair, he had recently seen that Simpsons episode with the uh, See My Vest song that Burns did. No. (laughs) Oh, I don't know that one. Yeah, never never mind, guys. That's our resident Simpsons expert, (laughs) Bobby D. Yeah, but don't question me about anything except that one episode. So by dog pelts, are we talking dog shit? Are we talking, like, what what kind of... Pelts? No, that's pellets. (laughs) (laughs) That's a different word. Dog pellets, yeah, yeah. You got to realize Ian comes from Rowan County, so sometimes they add or add or subtract syllables from words. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, this is pelts, like skin, right? Are we t- we're talking about dog skin, right? Like the good shit. So better than alligator skin, not as good as pig skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody that wears pelts is decadent. Is that? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is your weekly reminder of all our social media. Please follow us on Facebook. We're on Facebook.com slash Indecorous Comedy. We are on Instagram, same thing, Instagram.com slash Indecorous Comedy. And we are on Twitter, at Indecorous Pod. And if you want to be a baller and support us on Patreon... You can go to patreon.com slash indecorous comedy and we are adding new tiers. We got one, three, seven, ten, twenty, so you got no excuse. And then Bobby's suicide tiers. Oh, and yeah. suicide tiers. We'll that, bottle those shits. That's gotta be at least you, twenty-one dollars. We're going that's another well, tier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can use those as anal loop. <laughs> Also, we haven't mentioned this in a while, but remember, we're on Pornhub. So after you jerk off and you're feeling guilty about jerking off, come over to our little website. We're at Pornhub.com slash users slash Indecorous Comedy. And speaking of Pornhub, we have a very special thing going on right now. Ian, you want to tell them about it? Oh, yeah, baby. So this podcast has now spawned a child, a mini-me, if you will. We have a second podcast that just cuts the fat and gets right to the cock. Pornhub comments the podcast. So it's everyone's favorite segment from season one as a podcast. We just put that shit in. It's like five to ten minutes each episode. Very ADD friendly. We think it's kind of cool that we can just take a little snip of the tip and respawn a fucking whole new podcast off of it. So good reviewers on all that shit. iTunes, Spotify, give us some likes. If you guys just want to stick to the fucking porn shit, it's there for you. Yeah. Unreleased it's like, it's, if you're not into all the foreplay shit, you can just <laughs> go straight up into the fucking stick that shit in. No lube. No lube. <laughs> Go straight yeah. into the fucking Pornhub comments. No Lube the Podcast. That's right. That's why we should have called it No yeah. Lube the Podcast. But that was just too easy to spell. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our indecorous deep dive of the show. We're, talking, we're going to be talking about the alternative lifestyle of morbid obesity. Is that correct? That Fuck is yeah, correct. Bobby put this one together. I, I want to start giving credit <gasps> to everybody that writes the things. Yeah. So you have, yeah, so you have somebody is, to blame. Carlos has to distance himself up front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carlos is still a friendly chubby chaser for all the chubby ladies out there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I we're giving... <laughs> Last season, basically, Ian did 90% of everything, but this, we're trying to divvy it up more, and then so, this hateful shit all comes from Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's so, the segment you think would be appropriate yeah, for the now, show? Let's hate. <laughs> now, real quick, if it steers back around to pedophilia, then that's Ian. That's what? Ian. What? And if it's necrophilia, that's did, Ian again. Did you, you're, you're doing like a preview of the next episode. We're doing Celebrity Chimo on the next episode, I think, right? That, I don't know. See, that's how it just, you notice how it just rolls off the tongue, folks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, in a country that used to be obsessed with getting rid of those few extra pounds, the body positivity movement has turned morbid obesity from what doctors agree is dangerous to our health to what the internet calls beautiful and brave. Aww. Yeah, that's right. The thing is, most of the hot celebrities screaming big is beautiful wouldn't date a fat person and would probably jump off a bridge if they looked like that. There are people out there, however, whose choice in partners can be summed up by, quote, bigger is better and can't watch my 600-pound life without jerking off. <laughs> Make yourself a snack or a seven-course meal because tonight we're going to talk about fat fetishes. Yeah, go get get your mukbang on. Yeah. (laughs) All right, I'll be right back. I got to refill my plate. Yeah, Uh, mukbang has an entirely different meaning for Nick uh, Avocado. An obscure reference, no one will get. Okay. All right, Bobby, you can set us off. Hold on. Can we give that one a few more moments of silence that it deserves? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I, I always add more silence than that. actually is. <laughs> Most people haven't heard of feederism, but according to a Vice article ironically written by Hillary Eaton. Nah, Hillary Eaton. <laughs> it is a multifaceted community of people with a fetish for eating and weight gain. Feedy Patch Lumpkin said... Wait, 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 this is a real person, Feedy Patch Lumpkin? I mean, no, no, I think, like, Feedy, like, she's of this feederism thing. Oh, like like foodies. Exactly, she's a Feedy. But Uh, still, her first name is Patch. Yeah, it's Patch, and and her last name is Lumpkin. Lumpkin, yeah, that's still, all three of these words Yeah, I have a problem with everything that we've said so far. (laughs) Feedy Latch Plumpkin. It's like a children's book. So, Feedy Patch Lumpkin said, When I was a kid, I would stuff my clothes with pillows and pretend to be super fat. I also loved playing in the mud and being messy with food. It gave me a thrill before I even knew it was sexual. Wait, those things go together? Eating and being in the mud? I mean, I guess if you're like... Trying to be a fuck pig or something. <laughs> <You're trying to laughs> Good Lord, Bobby. All yeah. right, I'll bleep it. Don't worry, I'll bleep this before the thing airs. Well, Just depends how you like your barbecue seasoned. That's all. Yeah, last, last episode, Bobby wouldn't say the N-word, but now he's just dropping like fuck pigs and shit. God damn. <laughs> a fuck pig, i tell you what. Man. Yeah, I mean, you know, fuck 12, fuck pigs, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I just say like this fetish of being really fat and eating a lot. That just sounds like it's the United States. Like the yeah. fetish, oh, yeah. they, should just, they should just name the fetish being an American. That's just Golden Corral. Yeah, exactly. that's like something that you just do anyway, and then you get to say that you're a part of this thing, like by accident. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, I'm, I'm a feeder, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's raised, your excuse. <laughs> yeah, I was raised in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ian can take us on this next one. All right, mutual gainer Martin Silver reflects. It started pretty young, I'd say like age 14. I liked the idea of girls getting fatter. I would think about what they would look like with 20 extra pounds, then 40, etc., and found that very erotic, he tells me. At the same time, I found gaining weight myself to be a turn-on, being fed by a female feeder, so I finally settled on mutual gaining as both aroused me. So I think okay. we got to get some definitions out of the way because I'm, I'm yeah. pretty lost. So this guy is sitting around with another woman, both of them getting fatter. He was just playing marriage. Yeah, <laughs> no shit. So the feeder is the person that's eating the food. Mutual gainer is whenever both people in the relationship are getting morbidly obese together. What about like the person feeding the person? That's not Is that like a feedee or something? That's called yeah, a yeah. restaurant, Ian. 
<laughs> yeah, it's the Fido and the Fidi. Yeah, there you go. go. Yeah, Fido. Fifi Fufum. All right. <laughs> so for others, feeding can range from a weekly indulgence to planning something that's more of a production. Basically, food with foreplay, Silva says. Who's Silva? Silva is the Martin, Martin, Martin Silva. Silva. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, everybody knows Martin Silva. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I thought Anderson Silva. You yeah. Know, <laughs> that's, his, that's his fucking fat <laughs> brother. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you've seen him ringside before, yeah. sitting in two seats. <laughs> They're all wrestlers. One is MMA, one is sumo. <laughs> Some, oh, there's what he says quote sometimes the hottest feeding sessions are in public where you have to try not to look so turned on says Lumpkin. <laughs> yeah you have to hold it back try not to jizz your pants yeah yeah you, you're, don't worry your stomach is doing a good enough job hiding your erection i feel like that uh, you guys are just describing the golden corral swingers party you know yeah right <laughs> I bet you this is probably going to end with all these people who are sponsored by Golden Corral. <laughs> in private, you can get wild and mix sex directly with feeding. I enjoy being encouraged to eat with sexual pleasure. Like if I'm eating, I get a reward with stimulation or spanked slash pegged. I mean, that's, a, that's quite a stretch right there. <laughs> Good lord. Slash pegged. Yeah, so they're, like they're both the same thing, basically. Yeah. Sometimes you get and spanked, or. sometimes... And this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two things are interchangeable. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like like this chick starts fucking you in the ass, and you're like, what? Like, oh, you said you want to get spanked, so I figured. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted me to fuck you with a dildo. <laughs> I love hey, Any teased. comments about children getting out of line? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they make fat children, I guess, so yeah, I, I can see it. All right, that's another quote for the fucking part. They make fat children. I love being teased about how fat I am and how fat I will become. Being measured, weighed, made to wear clothes that are too tight, so as I eat the buttons, pop. See, this is kind of a contradiction because this person is saying that they like to be shamed yeah. for it. Meanwhile, the other side of it is all these people talking about big is beautiful and all that shit. Yeah. This person's basically saying, no, big is disgusting and I like being told I'm, yeah, I'm disgusting. Exactly. Oh, call, so body positive me. and feederism, they're, they're probably fighting some little infighting within uh, their... There's, there's oh, there has to be, yeah. Yeah, there's got to be some contradictions there. Yeah, Dude, what's that's... like the turf equivalent for... <laughs> For these fat people. Yeah, there's all kinds of divisions everywhere, man. Thanks, Obama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bobby, here's your next one. Well, stuffing can be incredibly erotic for some feedies. Huge amounts of weight gain are rarely the goal. Only a small number ever take it to those levels of extreme obesity, Silva notes. I find a female going from 120 to maybe 165 ideal. Others might say 165 is just a starting point and say 200, etc. It's the sensationalized cases of extreme gaining and abuse that gives feederism a bad name, keeping many, but not all, feeders and feedies from being fully open about their lifestyle. As Lumpkin puts it, there are challenges to living this lifestyle, no doubt. We wear our fetish. <laughs> I wonder if that's another division where, like, oh, what? You only want to get your girl to 165? Yeah. Fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> what a loser. Lightweight bitch. That's right, lightweight. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I, I need my girl to be at least 250, 300. Yeah, this heart isn't going to disease itself. Because <laughs> yeah. what you're really getting boners for are the insurance checks. We all know, right, guys? Yeah, basically. And the bed frame companies. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually you can save money on shoes because they're going to have to get their feet chopped off. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, they're in wheelchairs. You don't need shoes. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah, that's right. They, well, they can't even leave the bed at some point. So Yeah. yeah. 
You got to find him a really nice couch to fuse to. (laughs) (laughs) I like how they're talking about women like car fanatics talk about the horsepower in their cars. Like, what do you got there? You got a 165? I got a 275 at home. It's pretty good. I'm trying to knock it up to 300 pretty soon. (laughs) (laughs) The insurance on it. Woof. Woof. Let me tell you. JD, you can do this next one. Naturally, we were still curious about this foodie fetish, so we took to fatforums.com to hear more from people who look at hooking up with a fatty, not as a last resort, for drunk people, but a sober (laughs) preference, and fortunately, very attainable goal in the land of the plenty. In case you're curious, yes, there is a recipes section. <laughs> so, so fat forum, fat-forums.com, for those uh, listeners that will actually want to check it out, that is an actual website where people go that want to date bigger people? Yeah. yeah, yeah and, you, and if you're interested in going in there and setting up shop, I think you could do that too. And I've nice. been sending people there, by the way, like a lot of suicidal incels I meet on the internet they are like, man, I just can't get a girl. I've been saying, bro, you got to fucking... Lower your fucking standards. And I've been sending some fucking links to this shit. So, uh, yeah, it's been working pretty good. Dude, what are you doing with your computer? I'm telling you, dude, keeping guns out of people's mouths, doing the Lord's work, you know, and, and promoting this awesome site we're about to get into. Well, here's some uh, stuff we got off of that website. User loves BBWs, which that means loves big, beautiful whites. <laughs> no, no. Big, beautiful women's said... I'm located in Hamilton, Ohio, and looking for at least one or more women for squashing, trampling, face sitting, jumping, butt drops, and more. well, they want—they really want some uh, multitasker over here. That's like, <laughs> wow. yeah, that's like the heptathlon of. Uh, I, I feel like he's shooting pretty high here. I don't know how many gymnasts they're into being at fatforums.com. <laughs> yeah, no shit, dude. It's like this guy—he's saying at least at least one. Well, I mean, that's the minimum, right? You can't <laughs> right? have less yeah. than one. <laughs> Yeah, like I will not tolerate zero, but if I can get yeah. at least one. But it's still, though, it, you're being a little too optimistic if you think you're going to find just one woman that can do squashing, trampling, face-sitting, jumping, butt drops, and more. You know, <laughs> more. What's funny about this is what if it's just like a fat girl in this guy's local area and is like, I just want to be loved. Could we just have regular sex? Would that be good enough for you? And the guy's like, no. You Absolutely must, not. <laughs> you must do squashing, trampling, and face-sitting. The girl's like, fine. I'll well, do all that kinky shit just to get some dick. Well, that's the thing, because this guy, well, he's putting his money where his mouth is because he says he is willing to travel five to seven hours for this to transpire. So no vanilla sex for this guy. He wants the good shit. Yeah, he'll fucking drive seven hours to get his squashing traveling. I wonder if he'll... <laughs> that's one way. That's one way. He didn't even say it was round trip. Yeah, that's, that's one way. Right. Yeah, but if you're seven and a half hours, forget it. <laughs> Too far. Imagine, imagine if he, like, finds one that can do like each individual thing and he's just driving seven hours at a time to do every single like okay i gotta drive seven hours to get the squashing in and then i got my trampling girl like you gotta like like i used to have to route my stand-up gigs now this guy has to route his squashing trampling face sitting so he can optimize his fucking traveling time i think that's what the song have love will travel was written about yeah i think that's right it checks out I haven't heard that song. What song is that? I, I haven't either. I just said something. Oh, okay. Very good. Just check this out. It's a great okay. song. Yeah. Yeah, I have heard that. 
It was it was written about this uh, user's comment on the fat forms. <laughs> <laughs> Some good inspiration. Yeah, that was really quick. Now, uh, JD, so there, you can yeah. you can take us on this next one here. There was a user, uh, Livia Flair. She wrote, "I've recently seen a video of a SSBBW. That's a straight, saucy, big, beautiful white doing belly button <laughs> sex with her guy." I wow. just want to know what does this feel like and how deep is that hole that you can even do this? Like, is that even pot? Is it? It was very erotic that I saw, and I just wanted to know what you guys think of it. The goddess Ava responded, Yeah, girl, I haven't done it, but I have a lot of requests to masturbate with my belly button. What? <laughs> how, wait, how, how is that done? Is that like, oh, you put the dick on the belly button? Is that what they're saying? Or is that like a. I'm assuming they have very cavernous belly buttons and that's how you fuck it? Yes, I mean, if you have a, a really fat stomach, then there's probably, you huh. know, there's going to be some, some fat rolls around there. It's like titty fucking, but for stomachs, I guess. Or is it like just watching her finger bang her belly button turns guys on? Is that kind of the thing, maybe? I don't know. It's don't a know. secret. I have no idea. I'm, I'm more into squashing. <laughs> <laughs> Morticia says, It feels amazing when someone fingers my belly button, so I'm excited to try it. I've started to prepare myself by stretching out mine. Jesus Christ, oh, people are stretching out. That's the sound. Did you just do it? That was Morticia's belly button stretching. Is she there with you? Yep. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if that's a thing that they do also with like innies and outies. So you know what I mean? Like so, if you have an outie, you can fuck the other person's belly button. (laughs) Oh yeah, innie and outie. (laughs) That could be a thing, dude. But some of these things, though, like, well, at least that one sounds like it's only possible if only one of them is morbidly obese. Because if you get two gigantic fat people trying to fuck each other, now the one person's giant belly is on the other person's face. You're going to smother them to death. Yeah, they're like magnets with the same blurry, yeah, you know? that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the logistics of it just don't sound right. All right, Ian, you got next one here. On a post where people share their fetishes, user is 666ER... 666 around it said fetishes for me include weight gain, SSBBW, outgrowing their spaces, chairs, beds, vehicles, outgrowing clothes, sleeping with a SSBBW on a single bed, lift and carry. The lighter person carries the heavier one, and the larger the difference, the better. Sex on period, free flowing, helping the lady use her menstrual supplies. All right, mm. now, now these last few things you can do with just a normal sized person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but where's the fun in that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I just like sleeping with a regular sized girlfriend on a twin bed. <laughs> <laughs> but the outgrowing their spaces thing is kind of an interesting novelty. Like if you've got some of these women that are just wells of women, you know, they're so big yeah. and brave and beautiful, whatever shit, you know. So they, they can't fit into the car. They're breaking fucking beds. Bitches fucking dropping couches legs. Just, I mean... That shit's crazy. And to see some dude over there jacking off watching this girl break a couch, I mean, that's a that's a very odd fetish to find a use case for. So you'd almost have to kind of set this up in some sort of like a, hey, come to my house, I have this tiny little couch, and whoops, I didn't fucking do maintenance on it for the last five years, so it might break. You would think places like Rooms to Go and Ikea would sponsor these forums just because they want people to keep breaking their shit and have to buy new shit. You know what I mean? That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. But, yeah, it would make for good business. I like just the idea of somebody outgrowing their vehicle. 
<laughs> yeah, like, no, yeah you to, right. You get so fat. You have not only do you have to buy a second airline ticket, you have to sell your car <laughs> and get like a, a handicap fan, I guess. I don't like, know. like, what is the final? Like, what's the thing that tells them that they can't fit in their car anymore? What's the final straw? Yeah, right. You have to get like that Urkel car. Like, remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just yeah. a it's a small vehicle, but it's just a two seater that a whole front of it opens. <laughs> it is a great question though, because I think it was Seinfeld did a bit about it a long time ago about how you know these people that get so fat that they can't go to work right <laughs> they can't because yeah. they can't leave their room and it's like at what point do you get to that point where you just call in fat you know what I mean? <laughs> are you talking like, about I, the american dream yeah <laughs> like i meant to go to work but i just can't get out the door like it, that doesn't just happen overnight at some yeah. point you gotta see it that's why i don't under, really understand i mean you know i know there's people that have medical issues but you would think when you get to a certain point you would be like all right this is just impossible to handle this is ridiculous even for me yeah exactly you would think now this one ian might like this one because it comes from user uber beastie so with any luck this is going to get a little beastie oh yeah she shared or he hi a question can anyone recommend the best way to perform cunnilingus on bigger girl any furniture sex or otherwise any tips Anything really that may assist my licking her bean. And this is it. This is very interesting. I, I guess we already kind of talked about this, but it's interesting that a big part of this fetish is just furniture. Yeah. <laughs> they just, they just like furniture. furniture shopping. Well, it's the, the logistics really take front row here with this fucking fetish. I've dated big women before, but my current gal has the biggest stomach I've had the pleasure of cuddling. She's a wild and kinky woman who does everything for me and I for her, but as she carries most of her weight on her stomach, I find it difficult to get the proper access to eat her for sustained periods of time. No, that's another thing I've thought about. Same with fat dudes. Fat dudes that have really big stomachs, can you even see your dick underneath? The, like... Yeah, I think that's a cliche that you can't. <laughs> right, <laughs> Isn't right? it? Yeah. yeah cliche, so how, yeah. I, I will admit, I have wondered how logistically very, very large people, just how is it even possible to have sex? They'd have to like lay on their back and then hold their fat up. And then, I mean, for a guy, obviously that would work. And then the girl can do some reverse cowgirl weird shit or suck his dick for a woman i i I don't know dude i mean you almost have to have like just a massive dick or fuck her upside down yeah it'd have to be like doggy style every single time right yeah dude i mean some i mean just find some yeah just find a pocket well i guess that's what the belly button's for (laughs) (laughs) i I think we got to the bottom of why the the belly button thing wasn't really a fetish it was just like well that's the only thing we can access at this point it was out of necessity (laughs) look carlos it's all they have all right (laughs) that's right yeah jd you can do this next one here so we've discussed face sitting, but she has really bad knees and is concerned she might get stuck and suffocate me. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. I've, I've considered other methods: a sex trampoline slash seat that she sits on while I prop my head up up underneath her. Huh? Sort of mm-hmm. like face sitting, but she has the support of a very strong chair. Not sure if they make them to handle her weight. Uh, <laughs> you have to get an engineer involved in the process. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna have to do a uh, structural analysis of this yeah, fold out chair. To sound, this is starting to sound like an episode of MythBusters. Yeah, you have to, the county has to come in and inspect your sex chair. You gotta yeah, get the yeah. intern engineers in here. Yeah. A sex swing, but as we rent, we'd only be able to get one that attaches to a door, and I'm not sure if it would hold her. 
or damages a door. Probably both. <laughs> for, for a minute there, like, I thought he was talking about renting the sex swing. <laughs> and I just pictured a business that <laughs> catered that catered to that market. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't want to commit to a sex swing right no, away. No, no, you, you know don't want I mean? all that That's... liability. You don't want all that yeah. liability. Right. But when you rent, though, you, they'd definitely be like, okay, you got to take out the insurance on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture somebody doesn't attach their sex swing to a joist. And it just, <laughs> right, yeah, and then you, you got to fucking start asking, like, what the sex toy is rated. You know what I mean? The yeah. sex swing. Like, yeah, what? you have to get your rat-tailed contractor over to fix <laughs> it. What kind of load it can take. <laughs> uh, does anyone have any experiences with these or could make another suggestion? User Just J says, anybody else have an interest in chess setting? Not as foreplay or during sex, but simply a form of domination all into itself? I guess for me, this fetish goes back to my childhood. Being a fairly small boy, I would sometimes get wrestled to the ground and pinned down, sat on by the bigger girls at my school. But this fetish carried over into adulthood as well. I currently have a BBW acquaintance and we will occasionally play wrestle when together. She always beats me because, well, I'm still very small and slim for a man and she's much taller and bigger. So it's really no contest, but it's always a thrill. So this guy's trying to get a hard on with his platonic friend and just see if he can keep doing kinky shit, and she's none the wiser, and he's trying to jack his dick or something. Yeah. It's a, that's he that's was, an interesting predicament. He was beat up by fat girls as a child, and he wants to be beat up by fat girls as an adult. <laughs> I wonder if he'd ever actually... I mean, does he even try to win at some point, or does he just let him manhandle him? Yeah, he probably starts fights because he knows he's going to lose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that's like, a whole other fetish. That's like kind of like a, a really exaggerated level of the cuck fetish where you just want people to humiliate you. So you're just like, I like getting beat up. I like getting physically fucking hurt. And uh, <laughs> this platonic friend of mine, she may not realize that she's doing all this shit to turn me on, but hey, let's just go for it. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so my advice to him would be wear some... I mean, this is kind of like the thing that guys do in strip clubs, right? They wear the windbreaker, the fucking no underwear, skin tight fucking like leotard kind of situation down there. And then when the girls grind up, they can fucking bust a nut. I like to what? think that this That's... dude is also into black women. So he just goes and works at the local Boost Mobile. He's just getting yelled at and humiliated all day. <laughs> <laughs> no, ma'am, you can't have a refund. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody ever gets any refunds at that Boost Mobile. <laughs> Just trying to hide his erection all day long. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ian, take us home with this last one. On the topic of public sex, user Mr. Pants said, I'd like to try it at a hotel since one time we stayed at a Hilton and went exploring. It was a comic convention, so there were parties. Of course it was a comic convention. Of course it (laughs) was. So there were parties going on pretty much every floor, The higher floors, however, were pretty quiet and plenty of spots to go have some more risky fun. They had a lounge area looking outwards towards the city with these small lamps. They had a soft light. So I'd imagine at night you could barely see through the window. So we're just all in agreement that this is a good time. All right, cool. Moving on. Just that lab track. So he had sex with the big girl and the windows, like, didn't close the blinds. Is this what... I mean, yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out because it just sounds like, hey, I want to have sex in a hotel. I'm like, oh, wow, that's crazy, dude. Uh, right. it, no, so this is, I guess, like he said, it's at a, at a lounge area that was looking out towards uh, the city. So this is a, okay. this is a common area, like uh, off of an elevator. 
like the little landing area off of an elevator this sounds way too risky dude because if it's bigger people they're probably not going to be able to quickly duck and hide yeah yeah this is going to be it. like, oh, if somebody's watching, well, they're watching the end of this because yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a while that's, before we can move. That's the kind of thing where, like, you get caught doing it and they're like, all right, just go ahead and finish, I guess. The consequences <laughs> yeah. remain the same. <laughs> all right, guys, we're going into indecorous state laws. We're going to do Iowa because we're basically just going by alphabetical order. So Iowa state laws, guys. Bobby, take us on this first one, my man. All right. Anyone trying to pass off margarine as real butter is guilty of a misdemeanor. I think that should be a felony. Uh, <laughs> wow, well, I you felt so passionate about this. <laughs> yeah, fuck margarine, all right? <laughs> you, the, I am not afraid to say that on this podcast. We take money from the cow and the dairy lobby, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, imitation butter cannot be called butter or described with the words butter, creamery, or dairy, nor can you market it with images of dairy cows. It must be marketed. Marketed as oleo margarine. Is that French? Oleo. Oleo, oleo margarine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I do know that if you go to the chef store, same company sells these croissants, and the ones made with real butter are like four times the price. No shit. The, wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Dude, because margarine is garbage. It's, it's just oil, it's, basically. Yeah. Right? It's just oil. Yeah. Why do we even have margarine if it's such garbage? Because back in the 80s, to... it was like, butter's bad for you, everybody. Watch out. Dairy is the thing that's, you know, and then yeah. margarine's good for you. And, and then the... 10 years later, they flipped it around the other way. Right. Yeah, those, and... those people are Gen X now. And uh, yeah. <laughs> they have a lot of health issues. <laughs> Nowadays, it's just that margarine is cheap and there's a lot of broke people in this country. <laughs> Wait, I got you. Margarine is bougie. There you go. There we go. Fucking nailed it. No, 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 no. If you saw somebody eating butter, you go look at Miss Bougie over here. Oh, because that's really? fancy. We're, yeah, see, we're still so. in disagreement here. Yeah. Right, we are in disagreement. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I, this bougie is, uh, is margarine because it's being made to look fancy and cool. But I, I don't think that that's how it's used oh, i don't i could be, be mistaken though but if somebody wants to call in and point out how ignorant we are being right then... yeah we need one of your <laughs> listeners one of the they should just flip a coin figure out who's gonna do it and yeah, it, and write yeah. us to get to the bottom of the bougie that's what we need it, to do. and this yeah. from from now on this is going to be known as the big bobby and jd 2020 schism <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> This is where did like it's gonna be going on for years, and it's like where did, when did that feud start? Oh, dude, Indecorous Podcast Episode Two, Season Two, Segment Three. Yeah, everybody knows JD's the real bougie bottom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ian, you got this next law. In Iowa, it's illegal to sell automobiles or RVs on Sunday. Now, again, this is Iowa, so most of these laws are going to be boring as shit because it's fucking Iowa. And corn-related. Yeah, and corn-related. But this is not uncommon from a lot of states will have shit like, you can't do this on Sunday. And, and then a lot of them still have these laws, which is ridiculous. But, I mean, it's all fucking religious-based, I guess. Yeah, and if you find one of those old west towns somewhere in, like, South Dakota, there's a law, like, it's illegal to sell pussy on Sundays. <laughs> right. It is illegal to sling puss on Sundays. <laughs> it's illegal to slay puss. That's the way yeah. they have to put it to me. <laughs> no, slaying and crushing are both allowed. <laughs> you just can't sell it. 
Yeah, by the amendment of 1973, <laughs> segment eight. You can't buy pussy until afternoon in South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday. Hey, JD, you can do this next one. It is unlawful for a person to throw stones, bricks, or missiles of any kind, or to shoot arrows, rubber guns, slingshots, air rifles, or other dangerous instruments of war. Can't throw toys on or into any street, alley, highway, sidewalk, public way, public ground, or public building without written consent of the council. This That's... guy, whoever wrote this law, had a bunch of shit thrown at them as a child. <laughs> but I like, I like that there's still the loophole of getting consent from the council. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would like somebody just writes in. I would like to throw these missiles, please. <laughs> yeah, I got all these missiles. They're taking up a lot of space. Yeah. <laughs> Where am I going to throw them? Yeah, yeah. If you can convince the council that the person you're throwing them at is enough of an asshole, then they'll be like, all right. <laughs> I've got all these rubber guns. I don't know where to put them. I was just going to put them on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, who's got rubber gu- I didn't even realize that was a thing, rubber guns. Oh, they used to have them at gun shows. They'd have, like, those rubber band guns. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. They would have those at gun shows for the kids. Yeah, that's the starter weapon for the school shooters? That was, dude, they used to have all these crazy... I used to go to, like, gun shows with my dad as a kid, and they would have booths where they would have things like the rubber guns that appeal to children, and they would also have booths where, I shit you not, they had white supremacist literature. <laughs> for free. No, nice. I mean, yeah, they were, like, selling it, but, like, there were just some really enthusiastic folks out there trying to spread the word. And that (laughs) that was all completely sanctioned. That did not stop. I went to a gun show probably like six or seven years ago, and there was like very, very little of that. There was just like a few, like a little bit of Nazi memorabilia, you know, peppered (laughs) in here and there. So like like an acceptable amount of Nazi memorabilia. Exactly. The appropriate amount. (laughs) No, but I, I went to, I took a picture of this guy's booth, and the guy starts putting his hands up and everything. They do not want any kind of like bad publicity from that. And maybe put the swastikas away. (laughs) <laughs> well, there's this one. It shall be unlawful for any person to carry on the business or act as a fortune teller, palmist, clairvoyant, or phrenologist, or to tell fortunes, practice phrenology, palmistry, or clairvoyancy in Mason City, Iowa. But snake handler, faith healer, tele-evangelist, or Pentecostal yeah. preacher, perfectly legit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or just like Catholic priest. Apparently, that's still cool. Yeah, I was a real palmist in my teens, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, you can take us home on this last one. All right. In 1976, the town of Indianola banned ice cream trucks from roaming its streets. Yeah, I heard uh, uh, this was one actually that I think I read where like the source of it was that the local food places didn't want uh business second away from them from people driving in their ice cream trucks from out of town <laughs> and not not paying taxes in their yeah. town sort of shit which i didn't know that was oh actually this is that we might be able to talk about this at some point um, but did you guys hear that the ice cream truck song is super it's racist super racist yeah, oh, yeah. wait oh, what yeah. ice cream truck song is that the one ice cream truck song <laughs> yeah that one. <laughs> yeah basically the only one that they ever play there's only one yeah, shows how in touch I am. So this <laughs> the, must be uh, some like racist bro country, right? I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Here? I'll do it. I'll do it. The uh, the lyrics are Nickerfila, love a watermelon. Hey, hey, hey! Wow. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, See, that and was... then, what I said, necrophilia. 
That sounds like some pretty dope poetry, bro. <laughs> hey, you know yeah. they were on their stuff in the early 1900s, man. It was just, it sounded like a haiku when you did it. Yeah, yeah that was well, almost as brave as you know, one of those women doing some butt dropping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but apparently one of those ice cream companies commissioned RZA to write a new ice cream truck song. Oh, oh good, nice. Good. Yeah, so like he wrote a new ice cream truck song that they're trying to make the new default ice cream truck song because the original is just super fucking racist wait are you talking about boost ice cream <laughs> oh my god we're really gonna get canceled tonight <laughs> they have a flavor called crunk good it's, humor it's... good humor guys good humor uh, it's ice cream truck and check cashing truck yeah, what what do we know about good humor, Carlos? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's why we were so lost. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's been our podcast for tonight. I'm not really sure if we'll have another one after all this fucking racism yeah, we've dropped on the... That's been our podcast forever. Forever, yeah. It started out with uh, Ian talking about fucking corpses, and then we went into <laughs> making fat shaming, and then now we're talking about... Bestiality. Don't forget the bestiality. Bestiality, that's uh, right. Ian steered it towards uh, pedophilia at pedophilia, several points. Pedophilia. The car was just going that way anyway. It was just... Now we're talking about Boose Ice Cream. <laughs> but hey, JD, thank you for being on our last episode. Yeah, yeah seriously. Thanks. Thanks for having me on the uh, the first episode of the second season and the last episode of the entire podcast. Yeah, dude. It was awesome. I, yeah, I, thanks what? for being our bougie bottom. I felt I felt like a bougie bottom. Uh -oh, here we go. Here, oh no. <laughs> I felt I felt awesome. <laughs> what have you been up to, JD? You got anything going on that you want to I know there's not very many shows going on, but anything else going on? y'all uh, y'all come and ride the funny bus when you get a chance. Um Ah, you know, that's right. You yeah. still do, the, so the funny bus is actually going on right now? Still going on. We're at half capacity. It's been really crazy uh with the uh with all the political shit that's in town right now um but oh, that's uh, right but good crazy it's like the people who were in town for the convention they knew they were going to be getting punched in the face metaphorically speaking <laughs> and so they came on the bus and laughed along with everybody that was making fun of them it was it was kind of nice to experience i didn't think that that was possible but that's uh, very cool yeah yeah, That's but awesome, uh, the Funny Bus, we run every weekend, funnybus.net, check it out, and I'm on random shows every weekend, so. So do you guys have the windows down, or is it just no. like, okay, so it's just like a mobile Corona vessel. Yeah, yeah, but open-aired Corona vessel, where, like, uh, you're allowed to sneeze, well, you're not allowed to sneeze, but if you do sneeze, you can just sneeze out the window, and okay. uh, onto yeah. the so, pedestrians. Yeah. Yeah, nobody on the bus gets it, but the pedestrians. Right. Yeah, so like, like if you want all of the danger of riding an airplane, but without the temperature checks at the airport. Without the comfort of air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, JD, remind me, I want to talk to you. I have this idea for a script. It's like, I don't want to give it all away, but it's basically Funny Bus meets the movie Speed. <laughs> Dude, let's let's do it. But I, I know of, where they park the buses. Let's go steal them. But instead of miles per hour, it's laughs per minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a nightmare. Yeah, yeah that's going to be it. Speed three, parentheses, laughs per minute. <laughs> if he doesn't get enough laughs per minute, everybody yeah. will die. Yeah, if you get this. Guys, just think. Just think. We spent, what, an hour and a half recording this? We could have been just out there protesting the whole time. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we could have been doing that, but we instead chose to make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Bobby, do you have anything, any last words you want to mention? Uh, no, just it feels like we've been protesting good taste this entire time. Yeah, I mean, we're about for the last year, I would say. Ian, do you have anything, any last words? I'm just waiting for you guys to drop so I can go masturbate to this chick finger banging her belly button. So, That's hurry this shit up, motherfucker. And, then, and by this chick, you mean like she's right there with you? I, I, I've, I've, I've been on Pornhub, Googling my chubbies, and I've, I've got a good one ready to go. All right, guys. Thank you for being on the podcast, JD. We will see you again next week. Walk your cat. Drum roll. Drum roll. Drum roll. Drum roll. Boom.